The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. And today we're going to hear how AI disruption guides you to thrive in the age of intelligent machines. We got a dope guest today. This is my boy. This is my actual business coach who has been obsessed with AI. I've been having a million damn AI meetings. I don't know if it's because I'm scared or excited or both. But joining us today is William Poet, who is the president of 9Q Solutions, which believes in unlocking the full potential of businesses by aligning purpose-driven performance with cutting-edge technologies. Their unique blend of business, psychology, and emotional intelligence empowers leaders to build thriving organizations that create a positive impact on the world. Again, this is my business coach. I've referred him to friends. I owe a lot of my success, my morning setups, my energy, how I conduct meetings, how I live each day with purpose and drive and energy, how I get ready for every day. Coach, I call him Coach. Uh, coach Williams taught me a lot of that and I'm super appreciative. But today, uh, again, we've, we've had all these AI conversations. So I, I got to bring him on we're going to dive all through AI because there's no jacked up about it. All right, here we go. William and I are going to discuss thriving in the age of AI disruption. Here's my conversation with William Poet, the president at 9Q Solutions. What's up, brother? What's up, coach? First of all, what a great introduction. And man, you are a man on fire. I love your passion. I love what you're doing. It's an honor to be on this program with you. And when you say I'm in, I'm in it. I'm in it. Like, like, I don't think since I'm going to say December 20, 20th, I've had a full night's sleep. I'm consumed with trying to understand it, trying to keep up with it, how to leverage it. And you mentioned being a little bit afraid. I'm listening, or I was listening to a podcast with Max Tegmark, who is the, the man driving the, the stop letter. He's a physicist. He's the AI researcher at MIT. And this is bigger then I think 99% of the population recognizes. And there are scary implications. And so I'm looking at this in three phases. Number one, how do I use it today? It's this pow unbelievably powerful tool. How do I use it to enhance my life? How do I help my team, my clients, my customers use it? So like today, short term, and then just kind of keeping a lens on where is this taking us? And it's funny because everyone's, not everyone, but a lot of people are talking about it. And there's really weird reactions. Like people, it's a very 
energetically charged conversation. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are trying to ignore it. And I'm coming at this from a warrior's perspective. I mean, I, you know, I 25 years ago, I was a close quarter combat instructor. I'm looking at this as a knife fighter. And there is now this unbelievably powerful tool on the scene. It's here. And there's no special operator on the planet who's going to ignore new tech. They're going to learn how to use it and adapt it and deploy it. So that's kind of my perspective. And I'm really looking forward to having an honest, raw, real conversation around what's going on, how we can use it, how we can mitigate risk and make our lives better. Coach, certainly chat GPT is the one named and talked about the most. I know that's the one I'm using the most is more of just like a personal fact finder or gathering of information. I mean, I've, I've used it to write resumes and I've used it to write outlines. I, I used it to write a proposal the other day. Of course, it's not the finished product, but it really helps get me a head start. I've talked to dozens of people that work at our agency, and I would say most people are using it in some degree for their existing job at ad agencies today, which really surprised me. I've even had other conversations with people who are developing prompts for whether it's voice generators or creative image generators. Certainly we've seen like Jimmy Kimmel come out with some AI generated like comedy skits. I mean, it's just, there's tons of examples that, you know, major brands are using AI generators now for models and talents, which really surprised me. It's all over the board. I mean, we've been using AI technology to buy media now for probably close to a decade in the advertising world. There's so many applications. There's so many tech platforms. Is it all chat GBT? Is it, it, are there others? I've seen a bunch of, at least in the marketing industry. I mean, could you give us like the, like in ad world, we know Amazon and we know Meta and Facebook and we know TikTok and, you know, we, we understand Shopify and all kind of like the tech platform players. But I, even I, and I've, I just wrote an article on AI, I'm confused on like just the general like tech platforms. Are we talking about hundreds? Are we talking about dozens? Are we talking about 90% of it's chat GPT? Could you help us understand maybe even just kind of the tech platform space? Yeah. It, so you brought up the fact that AI is... So, so there's, there's three sort of levels. There's artificial intelligence, which has been around forever. When computers first beat chess champions, that was an AI. They were very, very targeted and specific uses of AI. Social media platforms use AI all day long to feed you content. There's, so there's AI, which is just artificial intelligence. That's a computer that's been trained to do a specific function. Now, we are moving into this generative AI phase, which is really different. So now we go into ChatGPT as a language model. We go into mid-journey as a graphics model. They're actually able to for lack of a better word, kind of co-create with us. We give it ideas and suggestions and it creates something and we go back and forth. And at the end, there is a product that was generated through this knowledge base. The next phase is general AI. And, and this is sort of where the smartest minds in the world are getting nervous and saying, kind of, let's put a break on it. And general AI is a super brain that has a level of autonomy to where it can self-learn, it can self-correct, it can use tools. And that is kind of the, the genie out of the box. And the fear that these, so the way I'm, I'm training, I spend probably four hours a day 
for the last three months doing AI training. I'll spend an hour a day listening, watching videos from the smartest minds in the business, Stanford, MIT, like the guys creating it. Then I'll spend another hour watching training videos on how to effectively deploy it. And then the rest of the hours, I'm using it as a tool in my business. In terms of the different types, there's really, ChatGPT is a large language model. There's lots of companies that are starting to release them, but that's kind of, you've got the large language model, think of that as one concept. And then we've got the like stable diffusion, which are the the visual generators. And, and that's kind of how I'm putting the two, uh, how they're framed. We've got these two big funnels, right? One I use to for content creation, brainstorming, language translation. And then the other I use to take whatever vision or idea or graphic and bring it to life, right? Now, there are lots of companies, and it's a really interesting business model. They are creating apps or extensions that they're laying on top of either ChatGPT or MidJourney. So, for instance, the Levi Strauss just did an ad campaign where they used virtual models. And I followed that thread, and there is a company, and it's, it's pretty funny, where you pay them, I don't know, 300 euros a month, and they will create for you as many models as you want. Now, all they're doing is they've created a, a very sophisticated prompt engineering thread for a mid-journey stable diffusion type of thing. What's, and there's a lot of people making a lot of money, but it's a very short-sighted window because the thing that I want everyone to think about is this technology, the penetration and the speed of it is happening faster than the, our brains are capable of, of understanding, right? So ChatGPT 3.5 gets released in November. It takes a series of tests. It fails a college level economics test. It passes the bar, but it passes in the lower 10%. So three months later, they release GPT-4, and GPT-4 aces the college econ test. It passes the bar exam in the top 10%, and it is fluent in physics, language, English, history, every academic discipline. And this blew my mind. I've got a client I'm working with who wants to take some of our tools and share them in Latin-speaking countries. And so I took one of our frameworks. I had ChatGPD flip it into Spanish, which it did instantly. And my friend looked at it and he's like, William, I don't speak Spanish Spanish. I speak American Spanish. I'm like, whoa. He's like, yeah, there's Mexican Spanish and there's Puerto Rican Spanish and Colombian Spanish. So I asked ChatGPT 3.5, this is kind of the public access version, if it can translate into these other dialects. And it's like, no, I can just do it in Spanish. ChatGPT 4 has like, 20 different Spanish dialects it can translate into. So, I mean, in terms of building a business model, a lot of these people are, are in for a short-term win, but the next iteration, the next iteration, they're going to disappear because Microsoft, if you go to Microsoft Bing right now, if you use Bing Chat, you can say, hey, make me an image of a puppy dog on roller skates. And it's already combining ChatGPT4 with Stable Diffusion. It's not great, but you'll get a dog on roller skates. 
So it's like every single, I've got a news, an AI newsletter that's going out and I've, I got it like every three weeks, I've got to upgrade it because it's iterating so fast, right? That's where my mind is being blown. And what I'm loving, so my workflow is I have a Word doc and it's just brainstorming, like high level, what do I want? Then I take it, I drop it into ChatGPT. It gives it a form and function. Then I move over to Bing Chat because Bing Chat has real-time access to the internet. So I've got this really great flow and, and each of these tools is limited, but when you make them dance together, you can do some insane stuff. Okay, a lot to break down there, but yeah, a lot of the meetings I've had with AI partners for our agency is exactly what I believe you said, which is kind of this prompt engineering for scalable products. And the example you used was Levi with the models. Completely agree. And I think you told me a while back in one of our sessions that prompt engineering is, is the future because of AI. And I agree with you. I'm still confused on when we're talking about general AI versus what I think you said, would you call it generative versus general AI? And when that f- switch flips or if it has flipped, I, I think that is a maybe a question that maybe I don't want to ask because I don't want to sound stupid, but I, I'm still curious. I, I don't understand. And the Microsoft Bing is such a great point. And I love that because it's very advertising specific. I do think Bing is going to make a comeback because of ChatGPT. And as I've been using ChatGPT, it, it felt very much like the second generation of search engines to me. And really, to your point, really helping kind of scale an idea into an outline is where I've even personally seen success. So maybe can we clarify, are we currently in general AI yet? Or is that where like a lot of these political battles are happening or- no, and, and so Microsoft, the researchers at Microsoft had access to untethered ChatGPT4. So the version that the public has, that we have access to, has, they've done their best to build in safety constraints. So you can't ask it how to build a bomb. You can't ask it how to create a toxin. The Microsoft researchers had access to the untethered version of GPT4. And in this long report, they said, it is showing sparks. That's the word they use, sparks of general intelligence. And so right now, if you kind of think of it as a, a brilliant, it's the smartest, I don't want to say dummy in the world, but there's this paradox to where it isn't really doing anything. And it's only going to give you a response at the level of intellect you ask the question from. So to give you an example, if you go in and say, help me write a value proposition or help me do this, you're going to get a really general response. And it's going to be pretty, people have been playing with it. It's going to be kind of boilerplate. It's going to sound sort of academic, but you can go in and you can name a Harvard professor that that teaches at the Wharton Business School or, or, or any of these main universities has a specific framework around how you craft the ultimate brand value proposition. And you say, how would this professor respond or evaluate this? And you're going to get a response that is 10 times greater. So it's an incredibly powerful tool, but it isn't thinking. It is acting on the prompt you give it. The general AI, and and what was a little bit terrifying about this interview I just watched, so this guy 
Lex Friedman, you should start following. Okay, he this guy has the smartest people on the planet on a show all the time. And yesterday he had this the physicist from MIT that is the driver behind this letter that Elon Musk and Wozniak and everyone else signed. He said, there's two things anyone who understands AI, you should never, ever do. And he said, number one, you do not want to teach AI to code. Oops, already did that. Number two, you don't want to give AI access to the internet. Oops, already done that. So general AI, which we're not at yet, and we're trying to put the brakes on, here's what everyone's afraid of. And, and it's something that our company is, is my focus this year. It's all about alignment. The reality is in the next six to 18 months, we are going to have a brain that is a thousand times smarter than any human being that has ever lived. So this is, this will happen. The, the fear is if we don't have this brain harnessed and locked into human values so that its core mission is aligned with humanity's mission, things could get really, really scary. So it's this alignment issue. And what we're doing with our company, because the, the number one question, and I know you guys are on this, is if you are working for a company that does not have an AI deployment strategy, you're in trouble. And when you think about the Fortune 500 companies before the internet and after the internet, completely changed. The top 10 were gone that didn't embrace this new technology. The challenge is with the speed of iteration and the speed of engagement, what it took 10 years to do with the internet, it's gonna happen in two years. So here's the thing, and this is what this is a really important question. The same month that Microsoft invests $10 billion in OpenAI, which is the company that created ChatGPT, they laid off 10,000 people. That to me is an alignment issue. So an AI literate person will be 10 times more effective. That doesn't mean you lay off nine people. If your company has an aligned strategy, you now can have a 10x growth phase. You can have a 10x increase in your impact. So we want to make sure that companies, when they are deploying AI, they have an alignment strategy. So there's two issues. One is the big issue, like, can we harness general AI to the values of humanity? I have no idea. That's above my pay grade. My fingers are crossed. There's a lot of smart people working on it. The more current issue is in the next year, when companies are deploying AI, do they have a framework that aligns it so that it enhances the culture, it enhances the values, and they just don't unleash a super brain that destroys the company? I love that. That's uh, Here's the deal. I always say I love that. I'm sending this podcast probably get annoyed. But I mean, frameworks, when you talked about human having this brain a thousand times smarter than a human, having it anchored in human values. That really stood out to me. And the second thing, and, and we're working on this, our company, we have an AI task force that we're working on. And companies need to be all over this for sure. We're going to have you back, Coach. And there's a lot more to talk about around AI. And you hit on a lot of marketing points too. I thought this would just be very AI driven. And just, for those of you who don't know, I mean, you know, Coach William coaches some of the biggest executives around. And so AI is going to change our world. And so continuing to have 
people on that understand it, that know it and continue for at least people like me be like, okay, how is this going to change how I work? And it's scary. I mean, you know, we have 175 employees at our, at our agencies and it definitely keeps me up at night. And there hasn't been a topic at our agencies that have garnered more interest. And I didn't have the same feeling of Web 3.0. I had the same feeling when social media came out, when it first came out. I knew the impact it could have and it definitely did. So we're going to wrap up this episode of the Rebrand Podcast. Big thanks to William Poet, President of 9Q Solutions for joining us. Okay, in part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, William and I are going to discuss how empowering your company with a board that's chat GPT. I mean, we have consultants and, and we have mentors and we have smart people around us, but now you have this superpower human brain computer around you. I think it's an interesting idea. We're going to dive into it as well as all things AI. If you can't wait till the next episode, you want to learn more about William, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. His company website is the number nine, nine qsolutions.com. Just one note I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes during the podcast, head over to rebandpod.com. We'll have summaries of all the episodes and contact information for our guests. Subscribe to our newsletter. If you want to talk about the most impactful marketing campaign, please apply to be a speaker at the Rebrand Podcast. Of course, you can find me on social media. You can find Rebrand, but mainly me. It's Scott Harkey on LinkedIn, Twitter, you know, Facebook. TikTok, all the, all this stuff. And, and uh, again, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. We're marketing focused. We're building a marketing community. And uh, we're working hard at getting the right guests to talk about the right topics. And for me, I, I tell people, I, I learn every day during podcasts. I am feeling my brain learn. So, And it's super low commitment. That's what we're all about. You don't have to read a book for a month. We, you have to pop in your car and listen for 10 minutes. All right. That's it for today. But never uh, forget, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or re-ramp. 